part, the part three of that message this morning, what can the righteous do? We're going to talk about the third point, which is be faithful. The first point, of course, was be filled with the Spirit. The second point was to be fruitful. And today's final message in this series is be faithful. Be faithful. Would you stand with me as we honor God's Word? We're going to read in Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then... He that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained five, or I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter, into, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that... Thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering <clears throat> where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo there, thou hast thine, that is thine. The Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Father, bless the reading of your word. I pray that you would speak to us this morning. Lord, I ask you to fill me with your spirit that I might be able to preach this message. I pray that you would help me to keep from meddling in the flesh, stay true to the word. And Lord, I do ask you to move in our congregation. If there's one here that's not saved, may he or she be saved before it's too late. Lord, we need you every hour. We need you. Lord, I pray, pour out your Spirit on us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. 
and amen. Thank you. you. may be seated. We all know what faithfulness is. We all know uh, and have heard many messages of preachers standing up here and telling you, you know, you're, you're supposed to be where you are, when you're supposed to be there, you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do, and all that. You all know that. You know the concept of faithfulness. In this text, this portion of text, let me give you a greater understanding of what's going on. This is what we call the Olivet Discourse. Starting in chapter 24 and going through 24 and 25, Jesus is teaching His disciples on the Mount of Olive. And He is teaching them in response to three questions that was asked of Him. They asked Him, Lord, when shall the things be? Number two, what shall be the sign of thy coming? And number three, what shall be the sign of the end of time? And Jesus then takes those three and begins to teach them ultimately about leading up to the second coming of Christ. Not the rapture, but the second coming of Christ. In this text, it's important to understand that right in the middle of this, Jesus gives a parable to teach us what faithfulness means to Him. Faithfulness can mean anything to you, but that's irrelevant. It's what faithfulness means to Jesus. And so He gives a parable, He gives us a story to teach us what He thinks about faithfulness. Now, I want to just tell you, um, I have to be honest with you, this was a tough message to study. Because I see a little hypocrisy in myself and in a lot of us. But guys, that's why we do it. We don't want to be hypocrites. We want to know what the Word of God says. And we want to change. We want to be what God wants us to do. We want to follow Him. And we want to, to be right with Him. So we'd look at this text to see what Jesus says about being faithful. Notice with me in verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a, man, as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. It belongs to the master. Everything belongs to the master. Look at verse 15. And unto one he gave five talents, and unto another he gave two, and unto another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. The first thing that Jesus teaches us about faithfulness is faithfulness begins with an understanding that all of our talents, all of our gifts, everything we are, everything we have, belong to God. Uh, there's a, co- a conservative commentator who has a radio show, and he says it kind of boastingly, egotistically, but he doesn't know how accurate he is when he says it. He talks about his show as being talent on loan from God. Now, he's doing it facetiously, but that's probably the most theological thing he could come up with because that is the fact. Everything, every ability that you have to be able to serve God is God's. It belongs to Him. It does not belong to us. And the first step of our being faithful is that we must understand this. The spiritual gifts that God has given us, they don't belong to us. They belong to Him. We are merely stewards. We are household managers of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 says, Moreover, is required in stewards, household managers, that they be found faithful. 
The only requirement of a steward is to be found faithful. Here Jesus is teaching his disciples, the first thing you need to understand before um, I go to the cross and before I send you off and before you go out to make disciples of everyone, the first thing you need to understand is the gifts and abilities you have, they don't belong to you. They're on loan from God. Now I don't know about you, but when someone loans me something and it doesn't belong to me, I want to take extra good care of it. Now, I know there's some people who are whacked and they just mistreat everything. You can't help that. But I want to take care of something that doesn't belong to me that's in my care, custody, and control. Don't you? Don't you want to take care of the spiritual gifts that God has given us, that He has loaned us? If you have a voice to sing, that voice is not just a coincidence. God has given that to you. You better sing. You better understand that it's not always going to be that way. I can take you to some folks who are homebound that would tell you they would love to be able to exercise the gifts they had when they were younger. I can tell you of a friend who told me that he ran for years. God called him to preach and he ran for years and he ran for years and he ran for years and then he was too old to do anything about it. Understand our talents and our abilities belong to our Master. He called His servants and He gave them His goods. They belong to Him. And He said, I want you to use these while I'm gone. And just so you know, a talent is a, in this text, it's a unit of, it's a, a unit of measurement of money. In this text it is. But application wise, it can be our spiritual gifts, it can be anything, even our money. It's not ours. We think we like to think it's ours, but it's not. You say, well, preacher, I work. Don't be so foolish as to think that God can't take your work away from you. Don't think that everything can be great one day and the next day the company you work for decides to sell out and everything's gone. Happens all the time. Belongs to God. And we will never be faithful until we understand this. It's talent on loan from God. He decides who gets what. He decides who's faithful and who's not faithful. He decides what gifts He gives you. He decides who gets to sing and who gets to preach and who gets to serve and who gets to give and who gets to do all the other gifts, administration, and so on and so forth. It's God. And the first step to being faithful is understanding that what I have been given from God does not belong to me. Which immediately goes to number two. Faithfulness, faithfulness is an active awareness. Not a passive awareness, but an active awareness that I will be accountable for His gifts He has loaned me. It's an active awareness. It means I do something about it. It's not laying in the back of my mind knowing that when I get older one day, if I'm fortunate that I get older, then I'll meet Him and I'll deal with it then. No, it's an active awareness, a daily awareness. God has equipped me. He has given me this. And because He's given me this, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to realize that I'm going to meet Jesus. If we could just stop and think that, that might keep us from saying things that we shouldn't say, right? If we can keep that active awareness today, I'm accountable to God. And all the things that we put and stack up between our relationship 
uh, between God and our relationship of ourselves, we stack things up. We erect these walls full of junk and garbage that do not amount to anything. Look at verse uh, number uh, 15 he gives and look at verse 16. Then he had received the five talents, went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Now the one who gets five talents, as soon as he gets them, the master leaves, he gets to work for the master. And he goes out and he utilizes those talents to bring five talents more. Now he has ten. He doesn't own them. It's all the masters. The same happens with another fellow. He has two. He gets two and he goes out immediately. And then there's this one fellow who has one. And he's like, man, you know, my master's cruel. And he doesn't sow and he doesn't reap for this. So I'm going to go bury it and put it in the ground. When he comes back, I'll give him his. And while he's gone, I can eat, drink, and be merry, and I can do what I want to do. Oh, there's another message right there. And it's exactly what happens. It's exactly what happens. He was given gifting as according to, according to what God wanted him to have. And he didn't take that and he didn't use it for the master's benefit. He didn't use it to help glorify his master. In this congregation of people this morning, there are three groups of people. There are some who have many gifts. They're, ex- ex- they're especially gifted. They may have four or five gifts. Those preachers that can sing and preach have no use for them. I mean, there's some guys, man, they're so smooth, they're preaching, they sit down at the piano and just play, and everybody's all, wow, and get up and keep on preaching. Can you imagine how annoying I'd be? Amen. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> there's some who have this abnormally a large amount of gifting and they're so in tune with God they go out and every opportunity they get they utilize that gifting and then there's some who have a few gifts but everybody has at least one gift and the difference between the one that had five and the one that had two and the one that had one the five and two used their gifts the one didn't he buried them and said I'll deal with it at accountability which leads me to number three Faithfulness is an accountability. It's accountability. Man, if we could get a hold of this, this would be great. When someone does something to us and it makes us fume and mad and it really don't amount to anything, but it makes us mad and we're ready to throttle them, if we could just remember, hey, they're accountable unto God. See, the devil wants to throw all kinds of stuff in our way to keep us from taking that one gift and using it for the glory of God and multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. He wants to keep us uh, depressed. He wants to keep us destroyed. He wants to keep us distraught. He wants to keep us divided and fighting each other. It's happening in our country today. That's what's happening in our country. We're divided. And it wasn't Abraham Lincoln that said, a nation divided against itself can't stand. It was Jesus. It's in the Bible. I promise. Read it. And so what happens is, people get in this thing... And uh, they, they, they take their talent and they say, well, you know, uh, right now I'm too busy. I'll use that later for the Lord. Don't you know that tomorrow never comes? Don't you know that there are people of all age groups dying daily? Somewhere around the world, someone just died your age. 
Don't you know that the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, but next the judgment. You and I have an appointment with death. And the gift that God has loaned us, we must be accountable. We must be accountable. Now, the good news is that faithfulness will be rewarded. I love this. So he comes back and he finds all that's gone on. Look at verse 20. And so he that received five talents came and brought the other five talents, saying, The Lord that delivers unto me five talents, behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He was rewarded. The guy that has two. Let's read on. Verse 22. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Now it's interesting to me, the fellow that has two talents never said, Well, what about him and his five talents? Or what about him and his one talent? Neither one of those guys did it. They just got busy serving. Now, they're rewarded. And you say, well, what is the reward? Listen, faithfulness, and you have to understand this. If you haven't caught anything else, just look right here. Stop writing. Just catch this. If you catch nothing else, God says that faithfulness will be rewarded, not the result. Faithfulness will be rewarded, not the result. God never judges us on the result. He judges us on the faithfulness or the unfaithfulness. That's it. But we, in our humanistic thinking, we think if we have more people and we have all these great results and we're doing all these great things, then God's going to reward us. No, God says, if you're faithful, I'm going to reward you and I'm going to reward you with more. I'm going to reward you with more. It always bothered me. I grew up in a church and there were preacher boys growing up. There was about eight of us or ten of us and the, pre- the pastor would teach us things that we couldn't learn in college or seminary. And there was a certain amount of jealousy because some got to preach here and some got to do this and some got to do that. And the pastor always taught me this. He said, listen, God's principle for promotion is if you're faithful with a little, I'll make you ruler of much. He says, you bloom where you're planted until God moves you on. The reason God doesn't use some Christians more is because they're not faithful with the little He's given them. If God can't trust you with an Awana class, He's surely not going to trust you with a congregation of people. The fellow wanted to be a pastor of this church. They told me before I came. He wanted to be a pastor of this church. Worked in Awana. Half the time it was his turn to teach, he didn't show up. Now why would God make someone who's unfaithful like that and take them and use them 
and, and, and a church. He's not. His principles of promotion are, you're faithful where you are, He'll move you on. If you're jealous over someone in ministry, maybe you should check yourself. Maybe they're more faithful than you are. Maybe they've come to the realization that um, all that God's given me is on loan to Him, and I'm not always going to be able to do it. And so I've got this active awareness in my life that I'm accountable to God, and it's guiding my steps, it's guiding my ministry, everything I do. And so I'm going to be accountable to God, and I'm going to be rewarded, so I'm going to be faithful to Him and not worry about the results. How many of you ever heard of Jerry Falwell? Jerry Falwell, when he was called to preach, he was going to Bible college, and at the church he was in, he decided that he wanted to have a Sunday school class, and the pastor, W.E. Dow, sent him to the Sunday school superintendent. He said, I went to meet this Sunday school superintendent, and he was this older gentleman, and he looked me up and down over the, over the, the bridge of his glasses, and he said, you'll never, you'll never work. You'll never work. And he said, well, what do you mean? He said, I've seen your types. You come in here all the time, and all you students come in here, and you never stay, and you're never faithful. And Jerry Falwell said, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to change it. And he said, I'll give you one seventh grade boy. You show me you can teach your class, and then I'll give you some more. I would like to have a superintendent like that. Probably wouldn't have anybody <laughs> in church nowadays, but anyways. Jerry Falwell took that boy and he said for weeks it was just me and that boy and nothing was happening. I was getting discouraged and I took my roll book back and I went to that deacon or that Sunday school uh, superintendent and I went to him and I said, here's the roll. I can't do it. He said, I knew it. I knew you couldn't do it. I just knew it. And Jerry Falwell said something rose up in me and he said, I took that book away from him and said, I'm going to do it. And he said, that day, that afternoon, I went back to the college and I asked the dorm leader, I said, you got an empty room I can have. And he said, they gave me an empty room and I went up in that college dorm and I shut the door behind me and I got on that old bed that had no mattress and he said, on my face before God. And I cried and I asked God to do something in my life and I asked him to build a Sunday school class. He said, I grabbed a handful of suckers and I went to every playground in town. And he started picking up kids in his car and bringing them to church. And he said, God began to bless but he blessed because he was faithful with that one. That one. It kills me when someone says, we only had three in our Sunday school class. Listen, those three deserve our best. We're being faithful with little. God's going to give us much. Man, it's about people. It's not about our ego and our billboards and all that stuff. It's about being faithful to the Lord. And if he gives us one, let's give the one the best. I'm not going to come in here and preach at you all about the people that are not here. It's not fair to you all. You're here. God will deal with them. Let's get on fire in here. Moving on. Faithfulness will only be rewarded, but unfaithfulness will result in loss. Look at 24. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. Did you see what he said? I can't believe what this guy said. Lord, I knew that you're a hard man. You see, there's a correlation here between inactivity for the Lord and what you believe about the Lord or what your heart 
believes about the Lord or what's in your heart about the Lord. And see, unfaithfulness will result in a loss. He takes the talent, if you read on, he takes the talent away from him and gives it to the one that had ten talents. He says this bizarre verse. Well, not before I get to the bizarre verse. He says this, let me say this, in the words of our Lord and Savior, thou wicked and slothful servant. You know what Jesus says about folks who have a spiritual gift and don't use it? You're a wicked, slothful servant. And if you're here and you're not using your spiritual gift and you got mad at me for saying that, don't get mad at me. I'm just reporting it. Jesus wrote it. You get mad at Him and how's that working for you? That's all I've got to say. You wicked and slothful servant. You knew. You knew. We know that God has given us a gift. We know that God's called us into ministry. We know that God's loaned us talents. And we know what faithfulness is. But when we don't, we're wicked and slothful. We're wicked and slothful. He said, you knew that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Verse 27, Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury or with interest. Notice what he says. Take therefore the talent from him, give it to the one that hath ten talents. Verse 29, For unto everyone that hath shall be given. And he shall have abundance. If you want, if you want from the Lord, you be faithful where you are, and He'll abundantly bless you. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say He's going to give you a car and a house and all those things. That's temporary, guys. Have you figured it out yet? It's temporary. We can't take it with us. I like that stuff just like you like it. I struggle with the flesh just like you struggle with it. But it's temporary. Cars break down. And it drives you crazy. Can I get an amen? And it never breaks down when it's warm. The battery always goes out when it's freezing cold. The flat tire always happens when it's church time. I'm just telling you. Refrigerators break down. All this stuff breaks down. But notice what he's talking about. He's talking about that gift. That, that talent that's on loan. What God has given. Those who have it and use it. They get more ministry opportunities. And guys, listen to me. You may think it now, it's no big deal, but when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, it's going to be a big deal. It will be a big deal. When you and I stand before Him and we see Him face to face, it will be a big deal because nothing else will matter. Nothing else will matter. And He says to the one, and I read... He says, But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. The person that has a spiritual gift that doesn't use it, they bury it, he's going to take it away. And one day you'll be sorry. Now, I have a different belief about this uh, than a lot of people. He says, look in verse 30. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I think a lot of people believe that this passage is talking about hell. And in the greater context of second coming, maybe. 
But I think in the context of faithfulness and the servant, he's not talking about sending them to hell because they didn't use their spiritual gift. He's talking about being out in the outer darkness of the light of the kingdom. You know, there's going to be a physical kingdom in Jerusalem. The Bible reads it. You have to, you have to misinterpret the Scripture. You have to misinterpret the Scripture to not believe in the millennial kingdom. And there's going to be a kingdom, and it's going to, Jesus Christ is going to light the kingdom. And there'll be some who were servants who will be on the outer periphery and they'll be weeping and gnashing their teeth. Why didn't I serve the king? Why didn't I do more for the Lord? Why didn't I do that? 2020, uh, hindsight is 2020, they say. Looking back, man, I could have done this, I could have done that. But it will result in a loss. I heard one man, and he was talking about the fall. They were asking him, uh, he was a, a well-known pastor, I won't say his name. They were interviewing him at one of his conferences and there were men up here on stage and someone asked him a question about the recent plethora of, of men who have fallen in ministry into infidelity. He gave the most wonderful answer I've ever heard in my life. He said, number one, I don't ever want to do anything to hurt my Savior, Jesus Christ. Number two, I don't want to ever do anything to hurt my wife and my family. And number three, I don't ever want to do anything to hurt the church that God has called me to pastor. And when I think of that man saying that, I understand, I believe that he has the knowledge that unfaithfulness brings loss. Brings loss. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What will it profit? Unfaithfulness, loss. Unfaithfulness, loss. And then lastly, faithfulness or unfaithfulness reveals what your heart believes about the Lord. You know what this man actually said? The excuse for his not going out and using that talent? I know you. And I know that you reap where you haven't sown. And you harvest and so on and so forth. He's making this, his unfaithfulness, about the master. That's wicked. That's wicked. Whether you are faithful or unfaithful, it speaks loudly. If you're faithful, it says your heart is in tune with the Lord. If you are unfaithful, it says you have a heart problem. People that don't come to church and don't show up to teach and don't show up to drive the bus and don't show up to do all these things, that's a symptom. That's not the problem. The problem is a heart problem. It's a heart problem. And guys, if you have a spiritual gift and you're buried it and you're not using it, you've got a heart problem. And I'm not mad at you. I love you. I want you to stop. I want you to confess and repent. I want you to see how God can take you from little to much. I want you to see, I want you to hear God tell you, well done thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter thou in to the joy of the Lord. Is that not what you want? Is that not what we want? Do we not want to spend eternity? I want to spend eternity glorifying my Savior. They'll say, guys, we'll get all the football team together and they'll pump them up and they'll make hype videos and they'll get them in there and they'll send them out. and Don't leave anything on the field. 
Man, we don't need to leave anything on this earth. We need to store it up in heaven. And we need to be on fire for Jesus. And we need to be faithful. Because, why? Because if we're filled with the Spirit, and we're fruitful, we're going to be faithful. We're going to be faithful. And faithful is constantly, it's a, it's a battle here. Not here. It's a battle here. We've got to understand, we've got to convince ourselves that this is true. And that we're accountable to God. And that all He's given us is on loan to us. And because of that, we're going to do where we are, where God's place is, we're going to be faithful. And even if no one else comes along, we're still going to do it because it's right. And God will do great things in us. Seeketh great things for thyself. The Bible says, seek them not. Let's start seeking great things for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, be filled with the Spirit. Be fruitful and be faithful. Would you join me in prayer?